He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hello and welcome to week 68 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. Uh, two ball again this week with Barry and Will. Hey Will. Hey Barry, how's it going? Good. Hey everyone out there. Hello everyone. Uh, James is getting married this week so understandably he's busy picking flare arrangements and stuff. There. So we will do our best to entertain you on this really exciting week for us. The Irish Open's coming up this week. Woohoo! Um, Thanks for everyone for getting back, getting in touch with us on Twitter and stuff during the week. A little bit of interaction. Will trying to find out why he's been called the Patrick Reed of the Golf Podcast. I've, I I found it out, so I'd like to thank uh, the certain individual who I'm going to. It's going to remain nameless because of the fact that I don't want to give him any uh, kudos for this. <laughs> uh, but he explained that I'm a little bit rough around the edges um, and that after maybe 30 or 40 more shows, I'll, uh, I'll figure out... Um, you know, where I'm going wrong or whatever. 2016 is your year. 2016, I'm all over 2016. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm going to be like a recording king, you know. Uh, so thanks for the advice, <laughs> anyway. Uh, it was great to get that feedback. And thanks to Jonathan Gordon, at Sham himself, sent us a lovely photo of the six tee box in Royal Port Rush. So, uh, God, it's not, it's not going to be long before that comes around as the host venue for the Open Championship. It's going to be so fast. When is that? 2019? No. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, the time's ticking fast. You mean, mean by that stage, Will, you'll be so polished, you'll be like a, playing. You know, a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be playing in the, in, the, in the Open. Well, there we go. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, our own games, we, the four of the, actually, we got James out on the golf course on the weekend. Uh, oh, I knew this would come up. Yeah, on the Sunday morning. Ah, oh, we won't, we won't talk about the fact that James and myself beat you and Owen. But it was Sorry, great. okay, I just <laughs> want to point out something here before we go any further. That, yes, we played a little match, and yes, myself and Owen got beaten. Your focus didn't get was elsewhere. Beaten. No, no, we didn't get beaten by yourself and James. We got beaten by James. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, James, James, James played some good stuff. Like. James was literally getting like pars and birdies and whatnot from all over the place. Yeah, you know? we all four of us started dreadfully. I think I had four points after five holes. Well, like if I, had yeah, tw- I had twenty-seven yeah. points for eighteen holes. I, tw- I managed to get to twenty-nine, which was, uh, I, it was I, very respectable considering how badly you started. Poor start, yeah. And my almost eagle on 11, that was my highlight. Stopped about three oh, or four inches short. Oh, such a good shot. Oh, it was fantastic. And I didn't see it because I was behind a damn hill. <laughs> no, I, no, but it wasn't even... It was As soon as you hit it, I knew that it was going to be good. Yeah. I could just see the flight of the ball, the direction of the ball. And when it stopped and checked on the green before going over the hill, I knew it was going to be something special. And it was just a shame that it didn't go into the hole. That was, so. We hit two monster drives there. Like, it's, not, it's nice when you can pull off a shot that you actually plan a certain you know you plan for it to do x y and z and you actually pull it off i just wish we could figure out how to do that a bit more often i guess that's the secret of the game isn't it well my pro i'm hitting the driver as well as i hit as well as anyone hits at the moment so i'm not worried about the driver i'm actually worried about everything else after that (laughs) just the other 13 clubs yeah Uh, no i played a lot of golf over the weekend so by the time sunday morning came along i was pretty tired but then i had to go out and i had to play in a, a semi-final of this competition called the Fitzgibbon Cup, which is a foursomes um, combined fourteen handicap, which mm. uh, is, is it's great fun, um, great format, 
Um, you can be playing against like one of the teams that was playing for a club called O'Connor was uh, they did a two and a twelve. You know the kind of so oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, like you could have a plus three and a fifteen. Sure, sure, I get you. you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But realistically, the best combination they say is a five and a, a and a good nine. A good five and a good nine. Okay, yeah, is is pretty good. Two pretty solid golfers. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever way it works. If you have, let's say, a one, mm-hmm. you really need to have a good thirteen. Yes, yeah. Because the the thirteen will make mistakes, yeah. so the one can't really bring it up. So myself and my partner, we uh, he's a five and I'm a nine, and we played very very well and. Uh, we beat our opponents six and five. Yeah, it was good. Good, you a huge run. Well, you went up one under for a stretch of six or seven holes. Six, six or seven holes. Yeah, That's we were one under, uh, so they couldn't. There was no way they could have beat us. Yeah, and we won uh, the match. The club. Okay. Yeah, we won the match. We the way it worked was it was six matches out. If it ended in a three all draw, that it was it, uh, the it went on holes one mm-hmm. rather than the last match staying out and playing an extra couple of holes. Yeah, yeah. So by the time both myself and another team uh, won, we both won our matches six and five, which meant that as all the matches were coming through, all we needed because we had was we one 12 points win. up yeah. was all we needed to win one match. It didn't matter where it was won, 18, 17, they, they mathematically couldn't come back at us. Oh, that's great. So uh, it was great. So now we're into the final, which will be on in about three weeks, I think, um, against uh, Elm Park. Super, and a chance for Glen to win a pound, which is, we don't have too many of them, young club, and haven't I don't had think we any. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to set that one up too Sorry. much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade, you know. We are getting so much better, though, like, we're on a run at the moment with a couple of different competitions, yeah. and, you know, as you say, we are a baby club, mm-hmm. and we're only developing our... our match our, play skills. Match play skills, yeah. and also the, the, the squad mentality, and also the, the, the depth. Yes, in yeah, handicap yeah. levels, you know, the kind of way. Um, so, you know, we had a good run in the Pierce Purcell the, so far, and, you know, things are yeah. things are looking better. It's a good season. Good, it's season, a good season, season so far. Uh, yeah. Somebody else had a great season was obviously Rory McIlroy. He won the European Tour Player of the Year at their awards recently. Yeah, uh, that's right. The, we won't spend too much time on that. The US Open qualifying uh, is kicking off. The Walton Heath one was on there during the week, and Alexander Levy won it. And the other qualifiers were Shiv Kapoor, Harry Noren, Jason Palmer, who's an interesting one. He's the guy who chips one handed because yeah. he had issues with chipping two handed. So yeah. he's into the US Open. But yeah, very interesting to see that. Uh, Bjerregaard, Siem, Mulroy, Aiken, Fraser, and Chart van der Volt also qualified. Unfortunately, our own Patrick Harrington missed a put, made a bogey on the final hole, and missed out on the playoff for the final spot by one shot. And I think he's injured his shoulder, but he said he's going to be playing the Irish Open this week. Yeah. So that's great news. Yeah. Funny um, enough, I, I, and I know that uh, this is completely off the, the beaten track. But why not? Yeah, there was something on Facebook today. Now, I know I'm, a, I'm turning into a big social media freak at the moment. But mm-hmm. um, do, have you seen this, this golf hole in America, the par three? No. There's probably several thousand. Oh, well, sorry. This is the highest par three in the world. Okay. Because you go up a mountain... To shoot down onto the green. Outstanding. Okay, it costs you two hundred dollars mm-hmm. to play it. The only way of getting to the tee is by helicopter. Cool. And then you come down by um, you come down by some sort of a golf cart or something like that. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a fun thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's uh, six hundred and something yards long. It takes the ball approximately twenty six seconds to get to the ground. Yeah. From when you hit it, right? It has been played by a number of the top professionals as well. 
Uh, Tiger Woods hasn't played it. I don't think McElroy has played it, but like they had videos of Luke Donald playing it and the whole lot, right? Mm. Okay, to get back to the point of the story is the fact that no one has got a hole in one ever, right? Okay. No one has birdied it, and only one player has actually parred it. Wow. Who was that one player? Harrington. Harrington. Really? He's the only golfer to part. There is a million dollar prize for the first person to get a hole in one. Wow. What's is there ten grand for a birdie here? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's just a million dollars. So it just I mean God, you gotta love the Americans. They just they probably saw the you know, the one down in the Legends golf course in South Africa, they have the part three, the extreme nineteenth, the green is in the shape of the continent of Africa. No way. Similar thing, you're hitting off a cliff top. Yeah, uh, I think it's a little bit more expensive to play. If you go up there and you get six golf balls to go at it, okay. And a similar thing, like the ball stays in the air for God forever and ever yeah, and ever. Yeah. It's very, very impressive. I'm sure the great little once in a lifetime thing oh, to do. Like as far as I'm concerned, that to me would be the equivalent of a bungee jump. I've no interest in doing a bungee jump. Yeah. I've never done one. But if you tell me to go up the top of a mountain and hit a few golf balls oh, off yeah. and try and aim at a target, that is like that's. The, a great adrenaline rush for me yeah, anyway. yeah. I was even watching the video they looked like the, one of the guys who actually was hitting his shot you know there's some people they try and force it and all of a sudden they're gone on their left side I thought he was about to go over the side of the hill I was like what or the, the hill cliff so, you know the closest I've been to that was down in playing the old head and we were playing on a pretty windy day and some of the tee boxes are kind of you know the tee box ends and then you just have close cliff. to a sheer yeah, cliff yeah. you know so you're thinking it's a windy day. If I'm an idiot here and make a bad swing and lose my balance, I could somehow, you know, you're you're coming up with these crazy scenarios. It's just never going to happen. Like you're going to spin, do a double pirouette, and then fall and back. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's not going to happen. But it it certainly doesn't help when you're trying to focus on the swing. And you're hitting across a canyon to a fairway. You know, oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I prefer the tee box to be a little bit back from the edge of the cliff on that yeah, shot. Just in case. Just in case you do something silly or your body just... Well, you can bring it back working. to club lens anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine measuring out your two club lens. Oh, God. Anyway, that was it. It was just because Boric Harrington there. Yeah, yeah. You know, he got the par on, the, on that hole but missed the par on that one to get into the US Open. But it shows, I mean, he won the Honda Classic this year and it shows how brutal the qualifying criteria are for the US Open that that can't get victory in. on the PGA Tour wouldn't get him an automatic spot in the US Open. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, he's... Um, He'll be playing, teeing it up, up north in Royal County Down uh, this week. Yeah. There's a lot of golfers up there already. Social media is going bonkers at the yeah. moment. There's lots of, um, lots of reporters on Periscope. I was watching a couple today. Stephanie Wee was up there go, going along with Robert Rock, having a chat with him and getting fan questions in. And it's a uh, it's really exciting time for golf here in as Ireland. you can see we're just waiting to get onto this but we're not there yet oh yeah, yeah we're just seeding it all the way through the show um so last week i jumped a gun i didn't read the dates on the lpga tour ah. uh, and, and it said that the Shoprite lpga classic was on i think that's what yeah presented yeah. by acer so that was not on last week i'm sure you all figured that out pretty quickly it is on this week the senior tour, Colin Montgomery is only one major behind Rory McIlroy. So, yeah, he's won his third major now, Monty. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not having this at all. No, Monty, no way, yeah. this is controversial. Uh, well, look, I mean, it's all he can do at this stage of his career is count those as majors because he's competing against his peers. Yeah, yeah but there's, he has to actually put them in the yeah. right literary sense. They're senior majors. 
He can't class them as majors because he's playing on the no. senior tour. They're yeah. senior majors. No. I said that just to see if I get Oh, and you got your reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I do not want to hear Colin Montgomery and Rory McIlroy being said in the same sentence. Not at all. So this took place at the Pete Dye course in French Lake, Indiana. Uh, didn't get to see any of it, unfortunately. I saw a bit of it. I was actually stuck watching uh, Hogan's Alley. Um, but anyway, Monty defended his senior PGA Championship, uh, won it by four shots on minus eight from Esteban Toledo. Only five players beat par, so to get to minus eight when it's that difficult is really good going. Um, fair play to Monty. I'm sure we'll hear loads about it next time he's on Sky Sports. Oh, and of course, I think he's actually putting himself forward for um, an automatic qualifying spot for the World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah, if okay. not, he'd be looking for a wild card. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like similar to the last time when he thought that Bernard Langer should have got a, a, a wild card pick. Because he was winning all over the place on the senior tour. Oh yeah, um, I don't know. I think they, they, I think those guys possibly get shown up a bit when it comes to the Ryder Cup, unless they had a career week on like ah, that Tom Watson in the Open. Oh yeah, you know, yeah when he went yeah. along. But uh, I just, I think they just struggle a bit too much with the length of the courses that of course the Ryder Cup would be on. Anyway, the European Tour had the flagship event, the BMW PGA Championship from Wentworth. Uh, a couple of notable absentees were Ian Poulter and Paul Casey. Just. Paul Casey's playing straight hard on the PGA Tour and Poulter's got an atrocious record at Wentworth so he went over to play the Crown Plaza and did pretty good. We'll get on to that a little bit. Uh, Rory defended his title uh, and... Was Rory there? He was there. He, yeah, kind of in the background a lot and faded away to a poor second round. Missed the cut and citing fatigue. I'd say there's more. I'd say more than one eye on the Irish Open this week, you know, with oh, all his involvement in it. So my my and my philosophy is grateful for the weekend off. Well, I think my philosophy is the fact that he, okay, so he's part of the Irish Open and the whole lot. He was pretty tired. He had to show up because he was defending. Yes, you know, he didn't want to not do that because yeah. that's just bad form. It's, it's the big event of the European Tour. Of course, he has to yeah. be there as defender. Um, I think after the first round, I think he was a little bit disappointed with his one under. You could see he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. He was tired. You know, he got back to the, you know, he let go of a club at one stage during his round. Um, not overly excessive, but, you know, he hit a bad shot on a par five. Now, I think he still walked off a birdie, you know, yeah, after yeah. Up and, uh, great up and down. But that's not the point. He didn't hit the shot we wanted. So he was one under and the leader at the time, seven under, I think Molinari was seven under after the uh, the first round. So he was six shots behind. And I think when he came out in the second round and he literally didn't go, let's say, you know, two under after the first four holes, I think he yeah. kind of went... And even he was going out in the afternoon, so he knew at that stage that the leaders were ten under. Yeah, and he, so he was nine shots get, behind. He was getting fast starts. Yeah, so yeah. he was probably going. Listen, do you know what? If I'm not going to be within six or five or four, even you the know, intensity drops a little. Yeah, I'm sure. of course. Like, and he wasn't playing, you know, up to his usual standards. So no, and um, probably grateful, and it might help his performance this week, getting a little bit of a rest up on the weekend, and you know, get a head start in all his activities <laughs> this week. With what was it? Someone said to me. Uh, the golf course actually was very funny someone turned around and said sure we did that purposely the rumour is he's meeting Nadia Ford in Dublin for a few nights <laughs> <laughs> sorry if that's not true <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we've got a barrister in our midst yeah well that was, wasn't me saying that someone actually said that to Dude. me yeah, yeah. so it was a bit of a joke it on the golf course it, yeah. yeah exactly um it was a really impressive performance by Byung Hun An, who goes by Ben, which is a awful lot easier. Oh, James, yeah, James yeah. would love that, you know, yeah. the name pronunciation, and me too. Oh, I was watching him on Sunday. It was, oh, it was like watching, it was just the most incredible. What a round. Golf. 
What a Ever. Yeah. I mean, to go bogey-free on Sunday when leading and, you know, against that quality of field, uh, you know, in the biggest event of the European Tour and just play so well. But, like, there was, there was shots. Like, I remember even Radar was, like, obviously watching the golf. He was commentating on it. And on the 12th hole, was it the... Yeah, the one he set himself up for the top in eagle. Yeah. Like, he hit a monster drive down the fairway. And even yeah. Radar turned around as he hit his second shot. He turned around and he goes, guys, this is just like a... A laser to the hole, you know. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're watching it, and it literally yeah, it was what was it six inches? Oh, it was a tap in. It was, it was a kick in, like yeah, you just, yeah. Use your wedge or your drop anything to get. And then in. the next hole, he gets up on the part three and puts it to about three foot. Yeah, yeah. it was such a great ball striking ah. display. Really, really impressive and just wonderful to watch somebody go out and grab that tournament. I mean, he shot for those round of the day when he went into the final round leading, which yeah. is a really hard thing to do under that much, you know, that much pressure. Oh, of course. So he set a new BMW PGA Championship record of 21 under. He His stats just, I mean, they added up. Of course he's going to win when he has this. He was first in driving distance. He was first in greens and regulation. And he was 12th in putting to add that to his first in greens and regulation. Yeah. He's going to win the tournament. He only made four bogeys in 72 holes and around a course like Wentworth that has danger and disaster lurking. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a really impressive performance. Um, Francesco Molinari went to pieces. Like he just, when the pressure comes on, he just, his game, he seems to lose that flow and rhythm and the aggre- there were commentators were saying the aggression was gone in his putting where he was getting the ball running at the hole the first three days. He didn't have it in the last day. Um, it's just another question mark over him when it becomes uh, when the pressure is on. Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem to have. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, it's it's happened so many times now. He's got the, one of the loveliest swings that you'll ever see in, on a golf course. The, it never changes for whatever shot. But then again, as you say, when the pressure comes on, it just seems to affect him a lot. A little so bit, it just it just, and it's only a fraction. You know, yeah. it's so, so that's what it is for small margins. You know. You know? The, it was a crazy week. There were five holes in one. Five holes in one in one tournament. And the Albatross by Tommy Fleetwood, which, which was, was phenomenal. Yeah. And someone actually said when they were watching it on the TV, I can't remember who was commentating, but they turned around and said that uh, this must be Tommy Fleetwood's third shot because he has so lofted an iron. Seven iron from 198. Yeah. yeah. That was what they thought, you know. Because they, they couldn't have thought it was, they said, what a great eagle or something like that, and it turned out to be an albatross. I know. But it was some freaking shot. But I mean, he's as, he's as wiry as a hanger. Like, he's, yeah, he's a bit like mean, me. He smashes the ball absolutely well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he smashes the ball, and, you know, it's, it, was, it's a, it was just a perfect albatross, and you got to love it, you know. Oh, big it was celebration. Brilliant. And he actually did it, it was a lovely celebration, yeah. like, you know. It was a shock factor for a second, and then like, yeah, come on. There were some great celebrations. Andrew Johnston made the first hole in one of the week. Uh, he was the winner of the Challenge Tour Order of Merit last season, and he had his hole in one on the 10th in round one, and he won himself a nice BMW M4 Coupe, which go for about €70,000. Not bad. So, actually, the M4 is probably even a bit more, probably closer to 100000 yeah. So, that was nice. His friend was in the crowd, and he ran towards his friend, and his friend ran towards him, and they did a kind of jumping chest bump. So that was, was hilarious. Yeah, it was. They kind of hit it. it was more like a belly bash than a chest <laughs> bump. So, but the intent was there, so you got to give him credit. Oh, know. it was great. Um, the, do you wonder did they plan that? Like, was it a case of, like if I get a hold of one, like they talked about this beforehand, or is this? Do you reckon this might be a childhood thing that they always did? I'd say it's more likely, yeah, just heat of the moment stuff. Like you can't yeah. really plan a celebration for a twelve thousand to one shot or whatever it is. 
That's yeah. That's that's getting pretty nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, Miguel him, Miguel Angel Jimenez, another great celebration. He's he's it's kind of like a trademark celebration for his holes in one. He's had ten of them now in the European Tour. It's a record, and he just holsters that club and does his little backwards, backwards dance, dance shimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, I did that quite a lot actually on Sunday, and James was actually telling me to stop because it was getting boring. Because I was doing it for bogeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you got to celebrate the small wins. You know? I know. <laughs> you know. Getting a bogey is better than getting a double bogey. Exactly. So that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't for the life of me find out who the fifth guy was who made a the hole in one. There were, the other two that happened on Sunday where Trevor Fisher Jr. had his in the second hole. But coming down the stretch, uh, on the kind of in the middle of a blistering back nine and shooting up the leaderboard was Chris Wood, who made his on the 14th in round four. And won a BMW i8 uh, sports car, which are fantastic. Oh, yeah. They're so cool. They are just so sexy. Yeah. And as soon as soon as he won, it was like Shane Larry was in on top of him straight away. He turned him around and pointed at the car. He's like, "You won the, yeah, car. Won the car!" It yeah. was such a cool moment. Like, um, bit and the crowds went bonkers for it. And Chris Wood is enormous. He's really tall. He's probably like six six or something like that. He couldn't barely fit into Barely fit into it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure he'll figure out a way to to get it done and move the seat back or something like yeah. that. So there's obviously a question for the audience out there. Uh, get in contact with us and let us know if you know who the fifth hole in one was. Because yeah. we, we, we don't have, we, we can't figure it out, we I can't find could it. could not find it on the European Tour yeah. website. I was looking at all the shots of the day and everything, couldn't find it for the so life. if you know, yeah. get in contact with us and let us know. It's really, really, really It's just annoying, annoying us at this yeah. stage. <laughs> There's no massive prize. <laughs> Jimenez is brilliant. Uh, his quote, he goes, it's very prolific this year over the last few months. You get the right distance, the right club, hit a good shot, and that's the ingredients you need to make a hole in one. You know, it's so many years out there, 10 holes in one. It's nice to have the record. I have also cold a couple of times in the middle of the ferry. That means my irons, they are like darts. <laughs> it just doesn't care. I just I wish I could do this accent, but I'm not going to do it oh. because I would go through 12 different accents on the way to yeah. finishing the darts. <laughs> They are like darts. Yeah, yeah, he's just so cool. Um, the legend grows as always. So anyway, very impressive by Anne. He he he's often he's playing the U.S. Open. He played there before in one of the U.S. Amateurs, I believe. So got a little long shot to keep an eye on. If he keeps playing like that for the next few weeks, why not? And he's you know it's a court. Chambers Bay seems like it needs somebody who can hit the ball a long way, and he mashes the ball. He's gone up from number 132 in the world rankings to number 54. Oh, wow. So just a few more spots and he's into everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, seriously talented. It's good to see a South Korean male golfer kind of kick on with all the success that South Korean females have had on yeah, the LPGA yeah. Tour. So maybe this is could be the a catalyst for a few more of them to come on and start... Uh, um, grabbing some tournament wins on the, the main tours of the European the PGA Tour yeah I think he's actually the he's the highest ranked um, Korean player um, the other good news on the rankings is that Shane Larry due to his performance has gone back into number 50 excellent you know he was 55 yeah. and he had got up to 44 and then over the last you know couple of months he's gone out but he's gone back in there so he's teetering around the big numbers to one, try more, one more big performance will shoot him up into the top 40 you know and then well, then, then, but he just, the, yeah, yeah. then he can relax a little bit like yeah. you know um, so that was good you know so he's gone up a little bit surely well. he has a winter with women at some stage in his career he well, likes that's what, that second course. and seventh in the yeah, last two yeah. years you know maybe there's an Irish Open winning him again could be could be yeah yeah uh, the Crown Plaza Invitational took place at Colonial Country Club Hogan's Alley. Mm. Uh, this this was this was gas. Like Sunday was 
nobody wanted to win it. They were all stacking up so close to each other. It was like, would somebody just go grab this? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They were all making, there was a lot of birdies early on, but nobody really kind of leapt ahead and, you know, took it by the scruff of the neck and said, this is my tournament. Uh, I had a bit of a heartbreak on Sunday. I backed Kevin Na before the event and thinking, lad, look, he's going great. And he played like um, Lemon on Sunday. On Sunday? Yeah, oh. he was in the group with Poulter and Charlie Hoffman. And the not three one of them, them played over Not part, one of them broke par. Yeah. And they were just all over the place. Na couldn't put uh, to save his life. Yeah. And seemed like he made a portable bogey on nine and that really just killed him. You know, so um, anyway, it was kind of disappointing. Didn't even get a place for my money, so he's now made my kick in the nuts list <laughs> when I see him. <laughs> kick in the nuts. Chris, list. Chris, Kirk, Chris Kirk was very impressive. Um, oh, that put on eighteen. Made, made an eagle to begin, and then just reeled off a whole bunch of pars. Yeah. Couldn't seem to couldn't seem to get uh, another birdie, but kicked it into gear and made it bloody wonderful par on 18 after getting himself in trouble off the tee made a couple of nice birdies in the back nine but he looked just looked very solid even though his driving wasn't the best for the week he uh, I love his swing it's a nice swing oh I think it's just he does he does a lot of saving he has that strong right to left draw so yeah. I'm sure if his timing's off he thinks we well, well off like before. you know yeah um, his his putter was the thing that really uh, did it for him this week. He just on the PGA Tour, Mark Brody and his strokes gained, which I love reading. Uh, Kirk's putting was seventy two percent of his total strokes gained on the field, and he gained one point nine strokes per round on average on the field. So he was putting hot, yeah, hot, hot. hot. Uh, his drive his driver wasn't great, but anyway, uh, did enough to to win. You know, um, it was an exciting enough finish. Jordan Spieth. Made a putt to tie Jason Bone, who had a 63, um, had six birdies in a row in the front nine. Spieth made a, like, had missed a host of putts from about 10, well, from about 15, 18 feet, uh, during the day. But the one that mattered most to tie Bone to get the 18. tie the base was the one on 18. It was a big one as well. I think he just knew he was going to make it. Yeah. He just has that thing about him. And uh, was it? He's, he's the number one player on tour in putts from 15 to 25 feet. He's got, he makes nearly 22% of them. That's ridiculous. It's one in five. Like. It's absolutely phenomenal. So that got, that got the crowd going ballistic, and they did. They just kept cheering all the way right through Jerry Kelly's tap in as well. So oh yeah, that was brilliant. It's yeah, good. yeah, it's a great setting around that 18th green. You know, the clubhouse and just just people everywhere. It's yeah, a, it's really really good. Chris Kirk, uh, just to let you know, has gone up now from number 23 to 17 in the world. Mm. It's not as important, you know, because he's already up in the top number. I don't know whether he's going to fight through to the top 10 yeah. anytime soon but four wins on tour like I it's know, yeah. get, getting to that like you should be paying attention to this guy an awful lot more and the other big thing is that and of course they're always going to talk about this um, you know from time to time is that obviously with the FedEx last year uh, there was obviously the talk about him being himself and Horschel mm. you know not being brought through for the Ryder Cup yeah and well they fixed the, the task force fixed it yeah, yeah yeah it's now the week after the FedEx yeah. Cup is when they actually which is fair enough and it's a great idea yeah but it's funny that you know um, Horschel and Kirk were the two guys that they wanted that should have potentially been in there yeah. now we don't know what they would have done Europe dominated that competition so exactly it's not going to make much difference but it now there was more comments about why he wasn't picked for mm, the Ryder Cup because mm. he could have been because his the one competition he won was actually within the time frame. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, it's you know. so easy when you can, you know when you can see afterwards. But you know he's a good player. He seems like a nice guy. Nice. The celebration was very low key and uh, it was nice. He had the family, the wife, and the kids. 
Doesn't seem like the most charismatic guy in the world. He's deadpan all the time. Oh, yeah. Doesn't seem to celebrate that much. He doesn't I, seem yeah. to get disappointed too much. Say he hasn't said like whooped or hollered or said Yahoo or Wahoo once in his life. Maybe for a whole <laughs> he'd probably be like, yeah, fair enough. Whatever. That's the next shot, boring. Yeah. Um, a couple of okay, so we've you know a few successes there and good final rounds and chances to win. Snedeker missed twelve footer on eighteen. He played very well. He's shown some nice form. He's coming um, back to where he was. Yeah, yeah. Butch Harmon. You know, Butch had, Butch had, you know, Butch is coaching him. Butch had Ricky there for the players win a couple of weeks ago. Snedeker won in Pebble Beach earlier in the season. A little bit of flash of form. And he could be, he's kind of putting his name in the hat for the big tournaments coming up now oh, in the yeah. next few weeks. Ian Poulter did, nearly did the right, you know, nearly vindicated his, his uh, decision to go over and play there. And, but my God, some of the shots he hit on Sunday, I don't know how he wasn't, he didn't shoot easy on Sunday. Yeah. Know, snap hook drives, the, the swing, like the arm, he looked like an octopus swing. The arms are just flailing all over the place, but he still managed to give himself a chance going down the stretch. Of course. And on another note, he actually has now gone back up the rankings as well. He was on a steady decline. Mm. So he's actually gone from 31 to 24, which is good for him. You know, this is all, you know, them keeping him in line for the Ryder Cup and stuff like that. He seems to live for that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. He's, he's playing quite well since he switched to the Titans clubs. I mean, I, know, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's striking the ball so much better. Yeah, maybe but he like, just needs to go to a final round with like an eight-shot lead. He, but he needs to he, win. He's the kind of guy who could do that as well, just go out and destroy it. Yeah, pace, he know? needs so, to win. That's yeah. what he needs to do. He hasn't won in so long. You know, it was like Jim Furyk, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. He never win for so long. It becomes a, a habit, oh, it's not winning. And, and Trinay Poulter's got that stupid tag of the most overrated player in the zone because of Ricky, Ricky went Fowler, over the yeah. players, you know. So I'd say that's motivating Poulter even more. Anyway, another good week for him. Uh, Charlie Hoffman was the other guy in that final group. He had, um, he had a poor final round as well. Didn't really get going on anything. But there, was a, there were a lot of players with chances and I'd say there's a good 20 guys on Sunday night were thinking, I should have won that tournament. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was good to watch. Anyway, look, there was no other changes within no, the the world rankings. The world rankings, yeah. like there, the only one that's actually becoming a little bit concerning for one particular player is Graham McDowell, is he because he's now gone back leaking. down more. Yeah, uh, he's, he's now down to number forty in the world. That's not, uh, he's, he's not, not playing 25. well at all. No, he's not playing well at all. Um, with regards to the top, let's say the top twenty, there was only one change within the top ten, and that was just a little. And change between Sergio Garcia in he went from eight to seven and Adam Scott's outside the top ten, isn't he? Adam Scott is in eleventh. Yeah, there you go. See now he's sliding back. His putting, yeah. his putting was so contrived on the weekend. I mean, he looked like to be in all these weird like bra- brace positions. Yeah. You know, it just didn't look natural at all. But that same and saying that he could have had a couple of mega rounds on uh, Friday and yeah. Saturday. So uh, he's good enough to get it done and. I'm sure he'll figure it all out. I'd say this is just the worst time for him. He's got these six months. He knows he needs to capitalise on a long putter, but he's, I'd say his head's just a mess over this putting thing. And it'll probably be almost a relief when the 1st of January comes around. He just has to get that. He has to do it. Exactly. You just, yeah, you got to get on with it. There's no choice or anything there hanging over. Yeah. Well, the only, as I said, the only change was Sergio Garcia and Jason Day actually switched positions. And I realistically think that was due to the fact that, you know the way you can change rank without actually playing? Yeah, yeah. So, well, which is a bit odd when you're quite close. The rankings are ridiculous. You can take a week off and actually go up in the rankings. Yeah. Like it's just so anyway, that was the only change. Uh, uh, you know, there was a couple of other things, you know, but that nothing, nothing significant. The two winners obviously jumped, you know, uh, which is great, yeah. you know. Um, 
Liverpool, it's all, way, it's all about the top 50 days. really and then after that it's just going for the number one spot yeah you know there's, yeah. No, there's no benefit there's no benefit from being number one as there is for being number 50 other than yeah. you're more secure in the top 50 exactly so on to the tournament that uh, that didn't take place last week but is taking place this what's week what's that one it is the ShopRite LPGA Classic presented Great. by Acer oh lovely yeah so this is from the Stockton Seaview Hotel and Golf Club the Bay Course in Galloway New Jersey Stacey Lewis defends, and um, the course is a short par 71, 6,177 yards, and, uh, well, in, in, because we want to focus on the Irish Open so much, we will bring the result next week, and the market leaders are Inby Park, Stacey Lewis, Hugh Ju Kim, Shan Chan Feng, and the rest are 18 to 1 and 8. The AT&T Byron Nelson takes place in TPC Four Seasons Resort in Irving, Texas, with Brendan Todd defending. The market leaders in that are Jordan Speed at 5-1. to one. It's interesting he didn't come over for the Irish Open. You know, Link's course, challenging conditions. But, you know, he's probably... Yeah. Maybe he's got some latent kind of um, favours to repay from all this tournament sponsor invites before. Yeah. Um, Dustin Johnson's 12-1. to one. Really surprised he didn't get a Lynx course in. Like he's he loves Lynx golf, you know. A practice round in for the Open, but um, well, see, some of them do come over and play the Scotland, the the, the Scottish, Scottish Open, Open, yeah, the week yeah. before, you know. Yeah, but so, the Irish Open is only still building, you know, especially at McElroy's. Mm. This will be the year now that they really kind of push. Sorry, anyway, we're, this we're, could really, yeah, this, yeah, could, this really could be the one that'll highlight it because McElroy's first year McElroy's been behind it, and if it and if it goes well, hopefully Dubai duty free will go again with it. That's and the big thing. More money into more it, money and then. It could become one of the top top tier European tour events and yeah. attract that high quality field and success breeds success in golf tournaments. You know, you get higher quality players in, you get more ranking like points, you get more money, money, you get more more yeah. TV time, everything. Uh, Jason Day sixteen to one, Snedeker's twenty five to one. That is good odds for somebody who's playing so well. Yeah, uh, Keegan Bradley twenty eight to one, Ian Poulter twenty eight to one, as is Matt Kuchar, Mark Leishman thirty to one. Justin Thomas, Gary Woodland, Jimmy Walker, Charlie Hoffman are all 33-1. to one. Um, Then we have Zach Johnson, Harris English, Bren, and... Oh, wait, mixing myself up. Yeah, Brendan Todd, defending champion, are 40-1 to one and 50-1 to one and out the rest. That, it's, it's, you know, when you think about it, Jimmy Walker is like one of those guys that... I know he, he starts off the season very well and then slides off. Yeah. You know, he makes his wins early in the season. Now, whether that's because a lot of the top players aren't playing... A lot of the lot of the events are in California and Hawaii as well. Yeah, or maybe he just likes January, February. You know, everyone else has still got a Christmas back, belly, but he turkey. doesn't he doesn't eat that much turkey over Christmas. Yeah, I hear he's actually allergic to turkey. <laughs> that may or may not be true. I'm not on the <laughs> Just to let you know. Uh, you're great. Well, he's playing like a turkey at the moment. Yeah, well, we're playing we're playing in Texas this week. You're going to need to control that ball flight. You know, generally there's a bit of wind to deal with in yeah. Texas. So um, it's it's still it's it's not not the worst thing in the world you know practicing for a kind of an open or US Open you know with windy conditions you got to keep your ball down in Texas so yeah um, <clears throat> oh listen you know, I'm, I'm sure I wonder open. if they'll all have an eye on the Irish Open this week because of you know the golf course and, and the Rory Foundation you know does would that do you think that would interest the pros at all Oh for sure I think that the I have to say I'd have to say that a lot of the guys although they mightn't want to admit it. And like the the LPGA tour, the seniors tour, they all want to watch McElroy, mm. and this will be an opportunity for them to watch McElroy because normally he's playing in the same competitions as them, you know. So this is one where they're all going to be able to sit around and watch him because let's be fair, he's the best golfer in the world when he's on fire. Yeah, they all, even the people who play with him, 
want to watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you it's, know that kind of way. It's and a they, difference. And at such a course as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, and you know, this is his kind of his home kind of venue, his home course is what he grew up kind of playing. Mm. You know, so it'll be interesting to see what. Uh, sorry, I might jump on the gun. No, let's get on to it. Are we there? Are we there? Uh, we are there, yeah. Okay, so, you know, we're so like committed to work. It's like, it's just, it's a case that this is where he grew up. Now, funnily enough, like, uh, his chain, his swing hasn't changed all that much, but, you know, he really, you know, in some states he can't actually handle the wind and stuff like that. It's, he can't get that, he can't change his mindset from playing that, you know, obviously we all know America suits him a lot, a lot more, his, mm. his game, because of the high ball and, you know, he can stop it on the greens and whatnot, but now he has to change to a different mentality. We only saw it out of him there, where was he playing, was the Scottish Open or something a couple of years ago? When he came along, and some of the shots he was playing were real linksy shots, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was playing the forty-yard short run-in shots. He's got it. He's got you know, it. No, he has the game. It's yeah. a case of whether he, you know, whether he can change it, mm. you know, as in bring, you know, get rid of the high game, play the low shots. So I remember the Scottish Open a couple of years ago. He drew. He drove one of the part fours. It was like that was so four hundred and twenty-four yeah. yards. Yeah, the lads are all took, got such a surprise when they were they're on, on the green. green. Yeah. But even the cameraman was lost. Like yeah. you know, the camera, he had his camera pointed where the general ball is going to land yeah in the 300 and 330 yeah and then all of a sudden he was spanning across the next thing like, oh my god he's on the green yeah <laughs> you know and you're kind of going that's ridiculous so like, with Will from with commentary from the 1950s yeah. that was my that was my uh, that was my attempted someone impression I can't think of anyone Shell's wonderful world of golf yeah that's yeah, it yeah. there we go but yeah no like the course is you know it's not a particularly long course up here it's 7,186 yards and so it's the same as the LPGA yeah, well, no, that's 6,177 oh, yards as yeah. But look, it's going to play a lot, a little bit shorter than that because it's links and it's a bit firmer. The ball's going to run far. It's a par 71. It's uh, very, like, obviously very famous course. It was designed by old Tom Morris back in 1889. And there's a few alterations done by Harry Varden and Harry Colt over the years. I mean, it's just, this is... They like, are this, golf. This right? is, yeah, one of the elite golf courses and, you know, the most beautiful golf courses in the world. It's, you know, you've got upturn, you know, you've got domed kind of greens, you know, fast fairways, there's gorse around there as well. There's a lot to deal with. I mean, I guess so much is going to depend on the weather and the conditions and the wind up there. Yeah. Uh, as to how this, whether this course, you know, takes them all, slaps them across the face or gives up, a, you know, a good few birdies like a Lynx golf course can when the wind is down. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait! Like I'm really, really excited. excited. Yeah, I just I don't want to be in work this week at all. Um, well, I'm going up. Hopefully, you're going can, up for a few days, are you? Yeah, like if I can work it out. Like I have obviously, I got my tickets, uh, my season tickets sorted out. Um, I'm not going to make it up on Thursday, but I'm hoping that I can arrange something that I can go up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, now I'm not overly, conf- you know, I'm not overly worried about not making it up on Sunday. Believe it or believe it not. Um, you see an awful lot more golf on the couch. Yeah, like what I generally try to do is I probably record it anyway, and then mm. come home at night time and then watch it at home anyway. With a few beers. Well, whatever. Yeah. Just even to watch it because you're only going to see a few holes. Yeah. You know, um, like realistically, I'm going to try and go up on Friday because there's always that fear factor. Like um, a couple of years, I went to the British Open in Muirfield, mm-hmm. or excuse me, at the Open. The Open Championship. Sorry, the Open the Championship open, yeah. uh, in Muirfield, and it was the year Mick Mickelson won, mm-hmm. and. I remember I was going over with a couple of friends of mine and uh, I said, they said, what day will we go? We're only going one day and the tickets are quite expensive. Mm. And uh, uh, I said to them, they were suggesting Saturday and I said, no, no, let's go Friday. And they said, why? And I said, well, realistically, one of the reasons why I want to go is I want to see McElroy, you know, in his in his glory. And uh, I said, there's, there's a chance he might make the cut. And it's lo and behold, he yeah. didn't make the cut. Yeah. 
So I got to see, you know, I got to see him play a couple of holes, you know, the Conway. Mm. So Mike up on Friday and at, th- at that stage then you'll see McElroy and Fowler playing together. Because yeah. you mightn't see them playing together. This is some group they've drawn, like Rory, Ricky Fowler and Martin, Martin Reimer. So there will be 94% of the spectators watching that group. And then, I mean, as a spectator, this is a great opportunity. This happened to us at the Irish Open last year. You've got your marquee groups out there. But because there's so much crowd focus on that, you can nip off to another group and be right up beside a top 20 or top 30 player in the world and there's very few people there. And it's amazing. You get this, like, unbelievable access to seeing these guys up close. But I think this... If if you're willing to sacrifice missing McElroy or for a couple of holes. And you can always loop back around and catch them, but... It's, um, There's three three balls going out in succession that are that just are actually, ridiculous. Well, they're not ri- ridiculous, yeah. so to speak, but they're good. Like you've got, like I know McElroy's teeing off at eight on Thursday and then one o'clock on Friday. Now I I was only checking it for the Friday times. Yeah. Well, the group the two groups twelve thirty or twelve forty and twelve fifty. You've got Darren Clark's at twelve forty. Yeah, McDowell's at twelve fifty. Yeah. I think Darren Clark, Luke Donald, Danny Willis, yeah, um, followed by Graham McDowell, Lee Westwood, and Miguel. Brilliant. It's unbelievable. And then followed by McElroy. You know, so yeah. those, you could follow those three around all day. Yeah, and you can, that's the thing, you can plunk your butt down for a couple of three minutes, gra- yeah, grab a sandwich or ever sit down and watch, watch them all pass by. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's, it's really exciting. There are a couple of other great groups as well there, you know, Padre Carrington's playing with Sergio Garcia. I don't know, they have a little bit of history between well, from them. the opens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're over by this stage. Well, they, are, they better uh, be. They have to be at this stage. Ernie Els is playing with uh, Francesco Molinari and Shane Lowry is joining those. Oh, excellent! That's so a good group again. No, so, yeah. Look, just the, the field is quality and it's really exciting. Really, really exciting. I, I'm dying. I love watching Lynx golf. I, I wish there were more pro tournaments on Lynx golf courses because it's such a. You know, it is where the game came from. Oh, of course, you yeah. know, and uh, it's just uh, the pros don't like it because it's unpredictable. You know, oh, it's completely unpredictable, and, and that's why they hate it. They, they they feel that their control, you know, the control is taken away from them a bit. Where you know, it's just funny because well, having to play a shot and play it forty yards short of the green, yeah. and hope that it bounces your way, mm-hmm. like that's what we do all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's not by choice. You know, it's it's just it's funny how you know. So many people choose to go play Lynx golf on a casual basis or to, you know, to go hunt down Lynx golf horses to go play them because of the style of golf, the history, or for whatever reason. And yet there are so few pro events on Lynx golf courses. It's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a strange one for me, but it's a, it's, a, it's a really great year for it because we have this up in Royal County Down. We have Chambers Bay for the US Open, which will be very, as close to a Lynx style golf course get, yeah, outside yeah. of Ireland as you're, or Scotland as you're going to find. So, and, and then we've St. Andrews. So it's a bit of a marquee year for Lynx Golf, and hopefully it leads to a little bit more of it. Um, I can't remember where the Scottish Open is. the Scottish Open on Aberdeen Golf Club again this year? I'll keep Googling. Does I'll, it move? I'll keep Googling while uh, we talk. Yeah, but does it move? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure whether it moves or whether it's in the same place all the time. It's in Galan Golf Club. Oh, well, then it changes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's your answer. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, the let's go through the odds on our favorite um, green website, Paddy Power. Uh, Rory is obviously the favorite at ten to three. Ricky Fowler mm-hmm. eleven to one. Sergio Garcia is twelve to one. Shane Lowry is twenty to one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they're asking. Actually, Stephanie Wee was asking uh, when she was doing the Periscope with Robert Rock earlier on um, in Royal County Down. The uh, one of the people were that were sending in comments asked if Robert Rock bought Shane Larry a pint with 
the prize money that first place prize money that Robert Rock got for, for the Shane, yeah, because Shane Larry is an amateur. Yeah, and uh, he was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, that was like that, yeah. Like it was, that was those were atrocious conditions. Where was that? That was in Baltray. It was, yeah. And I remember, like, I had tickets that year, and I remember turning around to my mum and going, "Mum, I have tickets for the Irish Open, but I can't make it up. I had them for the weekend, or I, whatever. I had weekend mm. passes for the Irish Open, and I remember giving them to my mum at the time, and she went, "Oh, brilliant! I'll take them. Thanks very much, William." And lo and behold, she went up on Sunday morning whilst it was dry. Yeah. She didn't speak to me for two days. Because she got... She got absolute... No, she had a bit of fun. Yeah. You know, because she obviously has an interest in golf and likes and whatnot. But she said, listen, that was horrible. But it was like... It was horizontal rain with almost like tornado-like winds. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Hopefully that is dodged this week. Well, I hope so too, because I'll be up there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whenever I sit in back at your home, you know, in your yeah. house on the couch watching, it's not so bad. Brain. But the weather is supposed to be bad for, for this weekend. Is it? Here, whatever about down, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, you know, as well, we, everyone knows on the Lynx Golf Course, the weather can change four to six times around. Yeah, exactly. Let alone in a day. Uh, Martin Kymer's 25 to one. Francesco Molinari 25 to one. Westwood 28. Tommy Fleetwood 33s. Could be sneaky. Good. Could be sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Woods 33. Graham McDowell 40. And winner last week at also 40, along with Miguel Angel Jimenez. Mark Warren, 45. Danny Will, 45. So is Luke Donald. Alexander Naren is 50 to 1. Emiliano Grillo, who just missed out on a spot um, in the US Open yeah. last week, is also 50 to 1. He's playing great golf tomorrow. Yeah, he is, He's yeah. got a win in him sometime soon. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't. Hope, I don't think it's the Irish Open. No, possibly not. David Howell, 60 to 1. Victor Dubuisson, 60 to 1. He's really gone off the boil now, unfortunately, in the last while. Great ball striker, though, so this might kind of get, cool. get him going again. Cool. Super cool. Cucumber. Yeah. yeah. Iceman. Richie Ramsey, 60 to 1. And, you know, keep an eye on the Scotsman on the Lynx Golf Course. I think it's going to be Irish. Winner already this year. Do you think it's going to be Irish? I think it's going to be Irish winner, yeah. Anyone in particular? I don't know. Well, obviously, there's the. the like, yeah. I'm not going to go McElroy. I just don't think he... Uh, yeah. I think he's got too much going on. You know, I think he's going to make the cut and he's going to be there for the weekend, but I don't think he's going to win it. I have a sneaky suspicion that Lowry could... Uh, could. I think this is... I think it's his time now. He's been a professional long enough. I think that he's due a win mm. and I think it'll be retribution for being an amateur when he won the Irish Open before. Okay, yeah. He's got a little... He's got I think he's got an Irish Open. I think he's got to something, to, something to prove and I think that it, now that it's... You know, I think he's going to... I just have a sneaky suspicion that he's going to do it this week. Obviously playing well with his and top, I'm, I'm, I'm top 10 last week. So far that I'm actually going to go and I think put a couple of euro on him. There we and go. And I don't bet. Oh, I love this. So that's how sure... I, I, so I, the last I few weeks I've got yourself and James gambling. Well, yeah, no, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I have on occasion, like, you know, I've, I would often put money on, let's say... You know, at a special occasion like a uh, a rugby match, like the World Cup final, mm. or you know, um, the All Ireland football final. You know, but never yeah. really. I wouldn't go week to week. You know, they can. We'll, like, we'll have you on Betfair soon. Don't I worry. just, I'm not going to be on Betfair. <laughs> I just have a feeling that uh, challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just have a feeling. I have a good feeling about Larry this week. I wonder. I wonder if Harrington's shoulder holds up. He's eighty to one. Yeah, but if he has a problem with the shoulder, you have yeah. to, you know, to be it's stupid to put money on him. Um, now I know the same you wear the injured golfer but like if you're mm. if you're only putting down a five or fair enough but yeah. if, you're, if you're putting a hundred or something like that which we don't condone um, you wouldn't want to be putting on someone who's injured yeah. um, but if you do put in a hundred and get a winner that's awesome 
Yeah, what's Larry? Larry is, is thirty to one. Short enough, he's twenty to one. Twenty to one. Yeah, stick maybe a thousand on him. <laughs> Alexander Levy is seventy to one. In good form, one at Walton Heath. You know, he's a he's a. This is Levy now, not Levy. Levy. Not Levy, no Levy. Levy. L e v y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can carry his hot form along. Anyway, look, there's. It's it's always a little bit of a mystery. You know, we don't have any course form to go on. You can only kind of. You can only kind of look at you know guys who've done well in links events before. Somebody's playing well now, or I mean, but somebody could come over and just go. You know what? This is great. I love being here in Ireland. And a few points again, as I love the vibe, love the atmosphere, and they just click for the week. Him it is. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just did the sword thing. It's like yeah, the Irish Rioka as Guinness or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, here's something now that we were talking about just before the show started, and it is a reference to the Irish Open. Years and years ago, right? Mm. I have this memory, and uh, oh, it's back in the history, isn't it? It's back in the history of the Irish Open, right? I've got all the winners, and you know, I can tell you if you, you know, who won it where and who was sponsoring it and the whole lot. But my me- my father was a member in Woodbrook Golf Club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for years upon years upon years, right? And my memory, one of my lasting memories, is going out to the Carroll's Irish Open in Woodbrook. Yeah, okay? the, the, the Irish Open, the Woodbrook hosted it many, many years in a row. Like, yeah, but that was that was that was the Carroll's International. Yeah, it wasn't the Irish Open. Um, but the last time, supposedly, that Woodbrook held the Irish Open was in 1975. And how old were you then, Will? I was n- minus four years of age. Minus four years of age. <laughs> I wasn't even a glint in my father's eye at that stage. <laughs> right. Um, I so I'm I'm a li- I'm really confused and like because I do have a memory of it. Like mm. I remember going into the golf club. I remember that the practice area in Woodbrook was actually changed into car parks. Okay. Um, for cars to park in. Um, I remember my dad being a member, so therefore I was able to go into the clubhouse, um, to watch it. I remember meeting all the players. I remember getting autographs off all the players. Like, I, we travel around to a lot of Irish Opens and yeah. European Opens and all those kind of things. And we normally kind of got, like, very decent tickets and stuff like that. So I was always in a position to meet yeah, and get autographs cool. from all the golfers. But I do have a memory of being in Woodbrook for the Carroll's Irish Opens. This might be, there might be a memory mix somewhere along the line. You know, a, pre, a big event that took place in Woodbrook or something. Anyway, it's a good little mystery watching you confused over there in the corner. Oh, I'm completely <laughs> confused. There was, there was some... Super winners um, on the Irish Open trophy, and I'm sure like the whole field will be dying to join these. Oh, Seve Ballesteros. Christy O'Connor Jr. won it, you know, Christy O'Connor Sr. won it back in the day, and like you said, Seve, Bernard Langer. Seve won it a few times, three times. Four. Four? Yeah. My bad. Oops. Uh, Nick Faldo won it three times in a row. Monty won it three times in a row when it was between, you know, no, two times in a row. My bad. I'm getting this all wrong. It was in Druid's Glen. I remember going into the one in Druid's Glen because it's not too far away from my house. Um, Port, there's talk about Port Marnock trying to get the, the membership sorted out so that women can become members there. And then it can get itself... Sorry, that's terrible. It can get itself back on the road to actually host the Irish Open again, which would be cool to see it go back there. Okay, here's a, can I have a trivia question for people out there? Uh, without them obviously going to Google and looking this up, it'll be an interesting question to see if anyone knows the answer. Mm. Okay, so in the history of the Irish Open, since 1975... Okay, uh, it has only been won by two Americans. Okay, 
One of those Americans is a well-known American called Ben Crenshaw. Now, can anyone tell me the other golfer? This is ser- this is a, almost worth a signed golf ball. If hey, listen, if someone can get this without, without the internet, without the internet uh, we'll supply another signed range golf ball. Yeah. We, we're undecided as to who's going to sign it. Or what range you're going to steal it from. <laughs> from. But we'll arrange something. So if you are sending in the answer, if you know it, fair play to you. Yeah. I would never have had the, a clue. No chance. We need to, this needs to operate in the honour system. People. It's an honour yeah, system, yeah. yeah. Circle of trust and all that. Yeah, so uh, that's another little trivia. So what we're looking for people to tell us is, who got the fifth hole in one at the BMW the mm-hmm. weekend? No sign golf ball for that. No sign golf ball for that. <laughs> and then who was the American, apart from Ben Crenshaw, to win the Irish Open since 1975? Yeah. And also, if someone can tell me whether the Irish Open was played in Woodbrook uh, since 1975, I'd really appreciate that because <laughs> that is killing me. Or create a fake Wikipedia page. Yeah, to, to, yeah, just, to, just or to create a fake page. event page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the weekend. Can't wait. Looking forward to getting up there. Um, I'm caddying for uh, Roy McIlroy uh, just on Saturday. Uh, so if you're watching out on TV, keep an eye out for me. Will will be behind the ropes caddying. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bag. I'll be the guy that he'll turn around and fire uh, in the middle of the round, just like shooting McGavin. Um, no, really looking forward to it. It should be an amazing uh, weekend. I hope the weather's good. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things that you also want the weather to be some way bad. I want to see a challenge. Yeah, you want the wind to be blowing, but you just don't want rain. Wind blowing is fine because you can dress up for it. Rain, you're looking at umbrellas and people getting your way with umbrellas and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's it be... Thursday during the day, 25, 28 kilometers an hour. I should say degrees. Friday, yeah, no, this <laughs> so is Ireland. Where is the golf on? Friday, so it's a westerly. Friday is also westerly, same kind of speeds. Saturday calming down a little bit and Sunday little possibility of a little bit of rain forecast and the winds there back up to like 20 mid to high 20s kilometer an hour so yeah there's going to be going to be a challenge presented to these guys on a great golf course I can't wait it's Sorry if this has been really scatty between the two of us. We're really excited and we're trying to get all... There's a lot of, of giddiness. It's like we're, yeah. it's like Christmas Eve here. Yeah. You're, looking at, you're kind of thinking about what, what, what presents are you going to get from Santa? I know the phrase fifth major gets thrown about a lot, but this this is it for us because it's, oh. our, it's our home national anthem. It's our open. home national an- yeah. anthem. Anthem, uh, yeah. It's open, our national you know, anthem. Yeah, we'll national anthem. What's no, your... We're really looking forward to it and it's going to be great. I do think there's going to be an Irish winner. Which would be great for the event. Which would be brilliant for yeah. the event. Um... I'd love it to be Shane Larry, just because I think he's he's an old one at this stage. Uh, I think he's got the game to play it. He's got the short game, mm. um, which is a necessity, uh, very very much so. And I really wish everyone the best of luck in the competition. Uh, I actually did send out something on Twitter there last week, um, on the I think it was like Friday or Thursday, where I sent a message to uh, McElroy, Lowry, McDowell, and Harrington, yeah. asking if they'd like to do a pre-show or a pre-Irish Open interview. Um, with us for the podcast. We'll get the winner's one. Yeah, no one replied. Yeah. I don't think my Twitter's working. <laughs> <laughs> Could we actually be happy to hear uh, Steve Bamford of Golf Betting System, who will be joining us in a couple of weeks' time for the US Open. Yeah. His number one pick is Shane Larry. No way. Yes way. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's going to do it. I've had this, I have this weird feeling. I don't get them very often, like, you know, um, but I do have a feeling about Shane Larry this week. I think he's got the game to suit County Down. Um, I don't say that very often because I normally wouldn't. Like McElroy suits every golf course. You know, obviously it suits a draw golf yeah. course more so than a fade golf course. But it's, hard, it's it. hard to back him at 10 to 3. No, but 20 to 1 is, is nice. Yep. 20 to 1 is a nice tenor. 
you know that kind of way that gets here 200 quid that pays for my tickets there you go you know my tickets cost me I bought two and it cost me like 100 and 190 euro yeah so and here Will going come on Shane I want free tickets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway got a few more uh, followers on fa- on Twitter by the way up to now 55 oh, no, the magic 100 is fast approaching oh I'm over the 50 now yeah you know, so uh, I'm keep on working on it so there was a couple more followers during the week so thanks very much for your follows I'm actually wondering whether I should tell you that you can actually buy like thousands of followers for oh I know I, that, I, I remember it's when I started all of, you know when I joined Twitter yeah which was only like whatever a few weeks ago um, I remember getting like all like about seven or eight followers within the first hour, and I went, "Wow, this is this is so easy!" Like, mm. you know, this is like a game you play, and all of a sudden, I, then I checked out who was following they me. They were like, trying to sell you man drugs. No, they weren't. They were trying to sell me followers. Oh right! <laughs> they joined me. It was like follow yeah. people. It was like we sell you follows. You know, buy a thousand follows for a fiver. You know, yeah. kind of like, these are real people. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't get this. I want to do this legitimately. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be one of those people that gets paid to follow others. I yeah. Probably yeah. don't get paid that much. Um, for what it's worth, my pick, initial pick is Danny Willis. Coming off a good, really good performance. I don't think, I don't actually, do, I, think, I don't actually think you believe that yourself. WGC match play. No, I'm going to throw a little flutter on him, but I will, I will fire a few bets around this week because it's that much more interesting an event. Uh, it's at the home open. Yeah. I believe that Shane Larry's going to do it. Barry just pulled Danny Willard out of the hat there. He doesn't have any faith in him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's actually going to do it just based on that. I think I Danny Willard is not going to win the Irish Open because Barry doesn't believe him. I, I, I don't want to dampen your enthusiasm. I, um, my, my enthusiasm is a little bit dampened by Kevin Nas' atrocious performance and disheartening performance last Sunday as I watched my potential win just go... But isn't it funny how you can watch someone like go from... like I think it was on Thursday... Like he went down and he all of a sudden he was doing the bird dance. Mm. You know that bird dance that Paul Casey's yeah. caddy is renowned for? Yeah, yeah. You know the little like his, the eagle yeah, the, dance or the double yeah. eagle dance or whatever? Uh, he, sorry, I like to say double eagle because that's what they called it on the, on the TV. I know it's yeah. an albatross. Um, <laughs> Put you on a weak band for saying double yeah, eagle. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but he did that and then all of a sudden you look at him and he's just like a, a half the man he was on Thursday and Sunday got frustrated at himself you just see what golf can, golf can do to you in a little bit of pressure you know it's uh, anyway it's amazing what a, how a bet going wrong can shape your impression of a golf tournament sometimes like I watched one a couple of weeks ago I had no bet and I was just enjoying it for watching it but yeah. when you have a bet in it and the guys in the running like the you start saying some bad things about other golfers oh, and cursing yeah. your own guy a lot and it's uh, I don't know but sure it's just like it's, 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 it matters more when there's money on it you know? But it's like playing, you know, in your local golf course, you know, in your your home golf course, and you're playing a match play match against your friend. Yeah. You know, and on the outside, you're kind of going, oh, good shot. Whereas on the inside, you were just four, four seconds beforehand going, I hope he plays it. I hope he, <laughs> he misses it. I hope he knocks the 34 yards past. Yeah. You know, all this. And, and, he, makes, and he makes something and just like, you bleeping, bleeping, bleeping. Bleep, yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, in fact, on the outside, you have to turn around and go, well done. Fair play to you. You're actually really good at this game. And... So yeah, I was very lucky actually there on um, Friday, we actually did a, twine, a coin, I always say a coin toss, a yeah. coin toss, yeah. a coin toss for my first round of my four ball in the club, Okay, and I won the toss, that's the first time I've ever won a coin toss. In your life? Jeez. For a match in golf. Okay, very good. And uh, so we're through now to the second round, so I'm still in all four competitions. Oh my God. I have no nice. time <laughs> to do anything, it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, well, you do have time to go to the Irish Open this week, so yeah. that's a bonus. Listen, 
If um, if anyone's going, have a great time. Tweet us photos. We'd love love to get them. Um, we'll oh, have, big time! We'll yeah. have Will uh, tweeting us uh, stuff as well. Might actually give you access to the podcast account to get a few age as well. Brilliant! I'll see. I'll put you through some stringent testing processes. Okay. Um, if anyone's not going, definitely get watching on TV. It's going to be really good fun. Um, if you're out golfing, try get a Lynx golf course in. Or if not, get one booked for the near future. And it's, it's an awful lot of fun. And the weather's actually looking quite good here in Ireland at the moment. So that just leaves us to say thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Tell all your friends about us if you liked us. Podcast GTS. Is What's our the Gmail Twitter, address? Is a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Excellent. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for teaming up for those. No problem. All right, listen, guys, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye bye, huh? Well, goodbye. Bye bye.